Welcome into the second half of the program. Main Street Sports today. Coming up, we'll be joined by Tyler Palmatier talking a little high school sports and uh, the Board of Controls voting on some baseball postseason thoughts. We'll have uh, our comments as well. Uh, and many more to get to Braves uh, chatter as well. On this National Donald Duck Day, National Earl Day, and Earl. Earl I was and, told he had to die. Uh, that's what yeah. I heard. Uh, National Strawberry Rhubarb High Day. Back to a couple of sweet fellas in their own right. The Hall of Famer Mo Patton and the Sundrop Kid from Alabama. Chris. Yeah. Rhubarb High. Strawberry Rhubarb. Yeah, I got some rhubarb jam at home. It's delicious. Rhubarb. Sarah opened the grape uh, just two days ago. Said it was good. I, I finished the strawberry in like literally a week. So you're ready for reinforcements uh, is what you're saying. The strawberry was delicious. The rhubarb is really good, too. I haven't tried the grape yet, but I'm going to. What was uh, your What jam. was your go-to? Uh, what did you spread it on? Just toast. Toast? Yeah. Yeah, just toast. No biscuits? No, we don't do English a whole muffins. lot of biscuits. We don't do a whole lot of biscuits. We we do bagels sometimes, but yeah. if there's bagels, there's cream cheese. Yeah. So, but yeah, jams by Jody. Killer, they are. Um, what, what was it? Earl National Earl Day? National Earl. Not Day. like is it like my name is Earl guy, so. or is it yeah, like I think so? It's like National Andrew Earl. Andrew the Earl Moore? The Earl. Um, yeah, we should have had him on today. Yeah, didn't know. Had we known, uh, we didn't know. You know, it's funny. Someone pointed this out to me the other day. Queen of my double-wide trailer. You know, he rebuilds engines, and his name is Earl. He's the Charlie Daniels of the Torque Ranch. Someone said that he is the same Earl from the chicks Earl had to die. And I'm thinking this is a possibility. I mean, the timing kind of fits. He was single in the early 90s and so gets married to She's Mary Ann my or double Wander. Ride tra- That's Sammy Kershaw. Sammy Kershaw, right? okay. yeah. So, like, uh, it's, it's, it, it makes sense. I'm, you know how Disney movies kind of intertwine? Maybe country music. It's not a stretch. Too. It's not a stretch. Yeah. No. I mean, he's Charlie Daniels of the Torque Ranch. So, he can certainly pick up Mary Ann or Wanda, whichever one he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> the Atlanta Braves have won seven games in a row, and we're counting. Who's counting? We're counting. We are. <laughs> we, in fact. We, we are counting. You guys can't see this at the moment, but when you go back and watch, I put the uh, the lower third here. Braves, one, comma, two, comma, three, comma, four, comma, five, comma, six, comma, seven in a row. So, dot, dot, yes, dot. counting. Yes. Or you Absolutely. could just go with W's. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Seven of Just them. Keep the dubs yeah. coming. Keep yeah. the dubs coming. A lot of folks saying that the Braves are beating uh, teams that aren't very good. And you know what I say to that? We lost two games to the Reds when they were three and thirty. So uh, these games count too. The Braves split a four-game series with the Yankees at City Field, right? The, the, uh, with the Mets, I'm sorry. Some was, team in New York. I was about to say, that would be interesting, but yeah. no, I don't think they no. did. <laughs> yes, they, they did split a four-game set with the, with the Mets. Yes. At, on the road, right? On the road. In New York, wherever it is that the Mets play. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so I, look, do those not count or something? They, look, the Braves split with the Padres out west. I mean, this is – this is not a team that's just beating bad teams. They're just finally getting into a groove and no better time 
to to have these particular teams come in here. You've had a grueling schedule. Everyone knew the Brave schedule in the first uh, first couple months was going to be grueling, and it was. They finally are getting a little bit of a break. They they were close to 500 in that grueling set. And now you're seeing this team get a chance to uh, face some not sensational pitching, maybe get some guys right like Adam Duvall. Uh, you know, he, he had a double last night. You saw Michael Harris, the second kind of getting his groove in the batter's box. I think this is a, this is a, it's exactly what the Braves needed at this point in the season. I mean, this is when they start getting hot. They have split six games with Milwaukee. They took two of three in Atlanta. They dropped two of three in Milwaukee, in Milwaukee, but they're three and three against the Brewers. The Brewers are pretty good, right? Well, right now, apparently not. The Phillies are whipping their tails. But other than that, most of most of the year they have been. <laughs> then again, they keep pulling I mean, up the sounds players and making the sounds worse, so I'm really not fans right now. Comes with it when you're a minor league team, trust me. I know it. Uh, I All the Braves can do is beat the people that they play, and right now they're doing that. They've done that the last seven times they've gone out hopefully making it eight tonight as Pittsburgh arrives at Truist Field to open a four-game series. Um, Freed getting the start tonight, is that right? It's Freed tonight, Strider tomorrow, and Morton uh, to close it out. No, not not to close it out. It's four, it's four games out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Morton and then um, – uh, And then Kyle Wright. Yeah. We'll get another start. So, so. that's – I mean, you know, this is a Braves team that – Again, we've said it, they're, and they are actually doing it now. They're taking advantage of the schedule. That's what you have to have. And, again, this is a Pirates team that comes in at 24 and 30. but Not they, bad. This is not your, you know, two years ago Pirates team that was throwing the ball that, that was that meme forever. And and the and they did just take a series in <laughs> Swept LA. LA. Swept LA. In LA. Swept the Dodgers. Of course, the Dodgers are losing 4 to nothing right now to the White Sox in the fifth. So, there's that. Um, I, they're, not, they're not to be taken for granted, Pittsburgh isn't. But at the same time, this is a team that the Braves should continue success against. Well, especially when JT Brubaker takes the bump tonight against Max Fried. He's 0-5 on the year, 4-7-0 ERA with a 1-4-5 whip. Uh, 51 strikeouts and 51 and two-thirds. I'm sorry, 51 hits and 53 strikeouts and 51 and two-thirds. Only 24 walks, though. So he's he going to be around the plate. He's going to be around the plate, and that's not a good place to be when you've got Ronald Acuna. <laughs> and How many hits did the guys have last night? They had a bunch. They had 13 hits. 13 runs, 13 hits last night. Yep. And it's exactly that's exactly what you need. Seven in a row. Here we go. Pirates in town. Mo, what happened this day in Braves history? June 9th, 1996, after the Braves had surrendered 32 runs in two games against host Colorado, John Smoltz improved to 12-1 and on the year with an 8-3 victory in Denver. Smoltz threw eight and a third, scattering seven hits and striking out 10 before Mark Wallers got the final two outs. Not a save situation in an 8-3 game. 12-1, and John Smoltz. Mo, going on. if you can tell me who leads the Atlanta Braves in batting average today, Today, I will give you a $5 bill. <laughs> I would imagine it's Acuna. No. 
the break. It may be Acuna, but I'm not sure if he qualifies because of at bats. Oh, okay. Right? Dansby. Swanson. Dansby Swanson. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? I could tell by the way he Seriously. was asking Mo. Who'd have thunk it? Be Dansby. I, I, you could have given me nine guesses and I wouldn't have guessed Dansby Swanson. <laughs> That's uh, seriously. Anyway, he's anchor, been hot here of late. Anchor down. Anchor down. <laughs> Much needed. By the way, Heck, it, again, he always heats up in June, right? It's about the time for Vandy boys to start getting hot. <laughs> well, so, former Vandy boys, I guess. Uh, the, fam- the former ones, anyway. Uh, let's take a break. Tyler Palmer's here on the other side of Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ed Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990. Or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T ball to college for 50 plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931 388 8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931 388 5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931 388 5731 and schedule your tour today. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Tennessee. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries, and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. From preps to pros and everything in between, we've got you covered here on Main Street Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. We've talked pros, now we head back to preps. We've been from preps to pros, back to preps. Back. So, From preps to pros and back. <laughs> I mean, literally, we're just it's just a big circle around here. So, excited to talk to Tyler Palmatier of Main Street Preps to get a little insight as to what took place in... Uh, at the TWSWA Board of Control meetings earlier this week, as he's got a story on MainStreetPreps.com. You can check that out. Um, it's, yes, MainStreetPreps.com. It's in the top stories there. So you can find 
a little bit, a little notebook of some things that took place, but I'm mostly concerned about the things that they didn't take action on, Mo. And when on that first day, there were some interesting discussions that took place. So let's bring him in now. Tyler Palmatier, welcome in. Thanks for taking t- some time with us today, man. Uh, you bet, guys. It's always good to be here. And, you know, one of the things that, that was talked about in, in day one of the meeting was the four classifications. And, I, I mean, based on what we've heard on this show, particularly from coaches, it's not popular. And yet, the discussion sort of kind it just kind of sort of, I guess, fizzled away. It seemed like uh, based on, you know, Twitter and that sort of thing. So what did you hear as far as the four classifications for sports outside of football? Is, is, is it going to stick around? Well, I, I didn't get the sense uh, there. I mean, I guess you could say that there was little pushback on it. There was a lot of discussion about the negatives and the positives, but the, uh, the discussion, um, there, you know, there was no motion to do anything. So there really wasn't a, you know, nobody motioned to change it. So that's kind of this, that's kind of a Kickstarter in a meeting like that. So, uh, anybody, I suppose, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not a meeting expert by any means, but I think somebody's got a motion they can put it up there and they can say yes or no. And, uh, that just never happened. I don't, I don't think they were ready to make a decision, but you know, the, the conversation was kind of circular, uh, at times we talked a lot about obviously why does that not work? Uh, well, there's a lot of travel involved. And, um, in I like Bernard. Cases, I like Bernard's comment on that. Have you talked to your friends in D2? They've been traveling for a minute. <laughs> right. And uh, it's probably we're, we're going to miss just, that. It, we are. <laughs> yeah. I bet Mark Reeves will find his footing. I'll bet he'll have some quips and things ready for us. He's a, uh, I bet he can be pretty funny. I don't know Mark too well. Most of my conversations with him have been pretty serious. But, yeah, it was Bernard. He's, that was funny. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, obviously travel is a big concern, and that's something that those schools had to adjust to. So that came up a lot. Um, what I heard back, almost, you know, I almost heard just as many positives. And when you talk about positives, they're not for everybody because – I think some people obviously see that competition as being kind of watered down um, in a couple classes. So, but on the flip side of that, what I heard from two uh, administrators there is that they were happy to be competitive when you're one of the small, smaller three A's and you have uh, very little hope of maybe being competitive in some sports. Um, one administrator said, you know, we didn't think in the past we could even be competitive in the postseason when the year started. And now with this change, we, we feel we can do something in the postseason in almost every sport. So when you kind of look at the mission of uh, organizations like the TSSAA and high school sports, it's um, providing, a you know, a, a classy uh, championship experience for as many as possible. Now, obviously, there is a boundary to that. You can't give everybody a trophy everybody can't compete for a state championship or who cares about it right so you know that's the flip side um but that you know that wasn't talked about a whole lot the the watered down competition it was a little bit i mean there was some things discussed about uh additional athletes in track for instance 
what did you put 16 uh, state uh, qualifiers in there? Well, you didn't talk about, you didn't talk about kids getting lapped in the 3200 or something. Um, you know, that's not good. That's not a good state championship competition. So, uh, yeah, it was kind of, kind of went round and round, but I will say this, I heard this enough. We, we heard, we can conclude after that discussion that travel is a, a negative aspect, but I didn't hear a whole lot of good solutions necessarily to it. And then when you look at the financial part, uh, the basketball numbers went up, uh, it's ironic because the travel here in Columbia actually went down considerably with the class yeah, move to class very, four. There are some sure. places where it, 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 it decreased. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's certainly case by case. It's not a one size fits all deal, sure. but, uh, when you look at bottom line type stuff, extra championships is extra money. And that, that, that speaks loudly. Um, and, and I have it. And, you know, it's important to remember too, it's a, the TSSA wields a certain amount of power, but at the end of the day, the member schools have a voice and it's a significant voice. So they have to speak up in these situations. If it's, if it's, you know, there are, there are ways to communicate with the TSSAA as a member school, you can write letters. You can you can show up. Uh, your administrators represented on the board, or somebody in your region can can speak on your behalf. But there's a way to get those messages across. This isn't a dictatorship by any means. So the schools, at the end of the day, are going to have to move the dial on that if it's really a problem. But um, when you look back at the money part of it, that's certainly kind of spanning over there is a pretty important aspect. And especially as we come out of a time when money hasn't, money was a little tight, you know, the, with, with the, with the COVID season. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a worthwhile discussion. They'll come back to it for sure. I mean, that's, that thing isn't going away. <laughs> no, I don't think it is. Tyler Palmatier, MainStreetPreps.com with us here on Main Street Sports today. Um, Tyler, um, we just had. Joe Blair on the new TWSAA assistant executive director whose um, hiring was voted upon and apparently passed <laughs> during the board of control meeting. Easy to pass when he don't want no money. Well, yeah, at, at, a, at a salary to be determined, apparently. But, um, you know, I imagine you dealt with Joe a little bit here. Um, what, what are your impressions of that? Uh, well, it's, uh, I, you know, I haven't dealt with, Joe a ton, it's, but I have some. I will say this: when you come from a uh, anybody from Williamson County is is a. I think that's a good representation to have because it's a big county that really does sports in a big way. So you're you've obviously got somebody who understands the passion behind sports and understands that it's in a, in a county like that, that it's uh, maybe the, oh, I'm trying to find the word for it. You know, just you deal with that many different schools. Now he doesn't have, um, he doesn't have the, the, the Williamson County sports AD title like Darren joins. But I think when you kind of work in that network, you get a feeling, you get a little bit of a feel for it. Uh, and that, that the same could go for any of those big counties, Sumner, Rutherford. I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to single out Williamson County. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a, I think it's a great guy to name. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's uh, been at Brentwood for his whole life or his, his whole career, and uh, so he's not somebody who's likely to. Certainly, doesn't have the 
reputation as somebody who may lose interest and split and decide, you know, he seems like a guy who's pretty well entrenched. Um, you know, he went to Brentwood uh, as soon as he was ready, as soon as his professional career was ready. So, uh, no, I think that's a, that's a good decision. And, um, you know, I'm just going to be 100% honest with you guys. Uh, I, when Mark Reeves was the assistant executive director, I dealt with him a little bit, but that's an interesting title. And, uh, you know, I, I for one, I'm kind of curious what <laughs> – if you, uh, if what you, all it entails. If so you listen to executive director, and if you go back and listen to our first half podcast, I asked him. I said, "What is it exactly that you say you do here, <laughs> Joe?" So he, he gave us a little bit of an insight, but he did say that there were some things that he's not really, in, you know, really sure about yet either. So it is, in, it is certainly an interesting job title because assistant is kind of, hey, you know, do you can can you take this on for me because I can't handle it I've got too much or whatever so those job titles and, and job duties seem to change quite a bit with the assistant title and just about anything sure. right other duties and, and as, say, as as warranted yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yeah well whatever fires uh mark reeves can't put out <laughs> cuz i mean how many how many hoses do you need as the executive director of a high school association to put out all the fires that kind of ignite around you. So I think the executive director position is sort of a, it's just, you're, you're supplementing what the executive director's doing. And it's, that's just a, I'm not to say he's like, it's not important, but I just think it's that executive position so big, you definitely need a number two and you need a solid number two. So um, it's worked out for the last that, two that's the importance of it there. Exactly. Also that you could, you could, maybe you could be a number one someday. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Um, among the other discussions that took place at the board of control meeting, um, Tyler, there was some talk about what to do about lacrosse, what to do about girls flag football, indoor track, that kind of thing. Um, obviously, as you talked about Williamson County, they piloted the girls flag football program this past spring. And as we have Bernard Childress on, was it last week? Mm-hmm. Uh, he mentioned that the interest in that sport in particular is statewide. What was the type um discussion around that sport in particular um, this week? Well, Bernard was the one who broached it, and uh, he I think the word he used is that it was operating like gangbusters, quote-unquote gangbusters in Williamson County. Um, so... And he basically said, it, it's coming. You know, I, you can't really say it's, you know, I think he just, that's a strong feeling within the organization that that, that was so successful and that the momentum is such that, you know, get ready. It's, it's, it's when we don't know, but it's, it's just probably coming. And he said, and they, they had already tabled um, lacrosse sanctioning for the August meeting, what, what they'll do there. Um, so, he basically lumped lacrosse into that, that that is coming. They're trying to figure that out. And then there's also indoor track, of course, um, which I believe they said there's maybe even a, a couple places where they can even hold a state championship for that Vanderbilt. And I thought they said East Tennessee state, but I'm not totally familiar with what goes on at East Tennessee state. I assume they have maybe an indoor track facility of some kind. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, based on what Bernard said, if I'm just taking a guess, that's, that's on its way, and that maybe has too much momentum to stop. And you guys went to plenty of that. I mean, you know, it was it was popular. Uh, players loved it. Coaches loved it. And fans showed up. 
and that's kind of what you need for a sport. It's not that hard to, or necessarily expensive to get going and pretty good chance Metro is going to be in that conversation next year. Uh, you know, that's not official yet, but there are signs pointing to Metro National Public Schools picking it up. So maybe some will hinge on how successful that is. I think what they want to see, it was a success in Williamson County. The question is, will it be a success in other counties? So y'all better hope it don't reach Lawrence County. That's all I'm saying. Y'all better hope that Lawrence County don't realize that it exists. Because once Loretto and Summertown get involved. Y'all can write it, just, just be done with it. Y'all just better hope it don't get to Lawrence County. Pretend, uh, y'all better hope there's a wall in Murray County somewhere, top or bottom, is all I'm saying. Uh, You're saying it's going to take off there? I'm saying that every girl sport that they play, they dominate in. So if <laughs> if it gets yeah. there. In places like that, in places like that with a lot of female athletes that are uh, traditionally have a, they have talented female sports, you know, no doubt. I mean, that's perhaps you could argue that that's uh, why it was good in Williamson County. Um, so, yeah, you got a good point. I mean, that's, it's going to thrive in places like that where uh, females come out and droves to play other sports. I mean, it's interesting to look through the list uh, that the TSSAA puts out about who all plays three sports. But, you know, if you go down the list and you study it, there's a couple five-sport athletes out there. Uh, the people, they're, they're, people aren't afraid to, I think we've kind of thought we're in this era of specification. I think we all kind of think that's the narrative, and it sort of is, but not everybody. Yeah, not everybody wants to just do one thing. Um, not everybody is specifying to go play in college. So that's why flag football is so cool. It's just out there. I mean, what a great thing to do. Like if you're a senior, you know, on your way out in graduation, just uh, go participate in something really cool that is, has backing from the NFL. Well, there's at least, you know, some sort of collegiate level NAI involvement. So, I mean, you know, you can play at the next level. Sure. So, which is really interesting, especially with as many NAI schools as we have right here in this area. <laughs> I mean, it, it could it could seriously be a a great way to to get to that next step here in Tennessee with uh, UT Southern, Belmont. Out in Belmont, Bethel, <laughs> Bethel. <laughs> you know, and, and Freed, et cetera. I mean, there's just, there's some insane levels of competition here in this area. So you never know. Uh, wanted to get your quick comments, uh, thoughts, if you can put them in quick, maybe, you, maybe you can't make them quick because we certainly couldn't baseball. Uh, three game. First off a double elim region tournament and a three game set for the sectional certainly doesn't bode well for some of these teams who, you know, probably don't have that many arms. Yeah, that's a tough one. Um, because I think what we saw in D2 double or in some cases in, uh, well, let's, let's look at the, the Lipscomb, uh, finale there at state i mean you get down to it and you've run out of arms in a in a double elimination state tournament so then when you talk about double a double elimination region and then the the series you know um that's a pretty big change i think it's an interesting discussion all the way around because my experience has been with state baseball and softball state tournaments that um are a double elimination format in a region and then when you get through the region final 
you're in the state tournament, which is a single elimination quarters through championship. Now, what that doesn't accomplish is uh, baseball and softball are of a fluky nature, which is why you see the series. And, you know, it's college level. I mean, how much fun do we all have watching the regionals? And, and then this week in the super regional. So there's an aspect there where you want games, but then if your pitching gets all worn out and, uh, you know, if we're staying on the watered down competition, I mean, do we really want to see two freshmen duel it out in the state championship because the star pitchers uh, have uh, reached their max? Um, you know, that's for, for somebody else to decide. I, I certainly think the I, I don't think it's like the double elimination in the series is just wearing everybody out. I mean, space people are still going to go those games and people still did, but there's, I think they're thinking about, they're thinking about different ways and, and what they like to do. And, you know, D2 double A did it. And they've obviously felt like that was the right thing for, for division one. Um, so I don't know. It's interesting. Like I said, I kind of, what I come from is I kind of like the, I kind of like single elimination quarters through championship, but I, I come from a different place. So it's like, you know, people aren't used to that here. Um, I, I respect the fact that something's a little different and I kind of like series too. They can be fun. Um, but you make a good point with the pitching. You, you really do. And, and that, that plays a factor. Especially in class A, but Hey, who yeah. am I and what do I know? That's the way I see it. But uh, Tyler Palmatier, MainStreetPreps.com. Check out the website, uh, MainStreetPreps.com, for coverage there. Also, follow him at TPalmatier83 on Twitter. Tyler, thanks for some for your time today, man. Yeah, man, appreciate you guys having me on. It's always a good time. Thanks. Well, there are some things that, that I'd like to kind of expound upon, Mo, uh, so let's let let I, I'll ask you a couple of questions on the other side of this break because I, I I guess I'm, I, I want to hear your thoughts on some of these things. Okay, check your run of show. My run of show. We'll get to it. Okay. On the other side of the break, it's Main Street Preps today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. So stick around. Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Our trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact us at 931-381-2663 or www.mtbj.net. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods here in Columbia has been outfitting teams, officials, and anybody else from T-ball to college for 50-plus years. Be sure and check them out at 931-388-8060 or online at jonesandlang.com. Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, the look of a winner. Zion Christian Academy, zioneagles.org or 931-388-5731. You can schedule your appointment. Go toward their campus. It is beautiful over there, and you're definitely going to want to see it. Again, it's zioneagles.org. Give them a call, 931-388-5731. 5731 and schedule your tour today. A game without a crowd is just a scrimmage. 
A performance without an audience is just a rehearsal. Without your presence, high school sports and the performing arts aren't possible. Ensure that these essential extracurricular activities continue to enrich the lives of students in Tennessee. Purchase a ticket to your local high school's game or performance. This message presented by the TSSAA. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. We specialize in orthopedic injuries and our OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit us online at www.mtbj.net. Welcome back in Main Street Sports today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. If you want a sticker, we have some stickers now. If you want one, let us know at Main ms underscore sports today at ms underscore sports today we'll be happy to get you one one more (laughs) yeah or two or three or however many mo i had a little bit of sun kissed left in my cup from earlier and then i poured some sun drop in it and you know what it tastes like ski All you needed was a slaw burger, right? That's, I, I, I mean, I'm trying. I, I really feel like I need to go to Fayetteville now. Or to Dumas Walkers. <laughs> well, that, it's probably a little quicker to Fayetteville. It's probably. certainly quicker home from yeah. Fayetteville yeah. Than, than Dumas Walkers. But, yeah, I, I was like, man, this this tastes like ski. This is amazing. So I might be making some homemade ski. It's better than that homemade Sprite I had, just lemons and limes. I was like, there's more to it than that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. Um, <laughs> yesterday I went through, um, JP and I were on an assignment up at Spring Hill yesterday evening after the show. And then after that, I went through um, Chicken Salad Chick up in Spring mm. Hill to pick up some chicken salad to take home. How much else you can get there? there that's There's nothing else you can get there, <laughs> to be honest. But um, they have this strawberry lemonade there and I, I get half strawberry lemonade half sprite mm, that sounds delicious please yeah yeah that's that sounds like a, a winner 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 chicken dinner chicken right salad dinner oh come <laughs> ding, God, ding, ding, if we ding. had some dings that would just been all where right. where are our dings we got to get Jonathan a, Paul we got to get our dings back this is no good. Do you want to know how the sausage is made, or no? Or I, I, I <laughs> okay. There's a, they're on a memory card that is not in there. Ding ding ding. <laughs> they're on a memory card that he is not currently using in the the board. He's got a whole. Can we? He's not? got a whole computer over there with nothing but sound effects on it, and he can't even get us any dings. Here, I'll, I'll tell you this though. I have ordered what I used the memory card for a camera for a, a different event last weekend. I have ordered, and they should be in tomorrow, two memory cards dedicated towards those cameras so that you so can, I can get back the memory card that has the ding, 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 and well, leave where, it in Where here. is the camera? Uh, here and there and other places. and it's, it's So it's not utilized. in your possession at this moment? No, it's in my possession. It's just, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's at the house. Yes. Which he doesn't go to every day, apparently. Yes. Where you been staying, JP? <laughs> JP? JP been homeless, sleeping in the Jeep. Yeah. Uh, okay. All right. Anyway. All right. Enough about that. No more dings. Sadly. How about a ding for 
Gatorade Tennessee Softball Player of the Year, Mo. Ashton Danley. Sophomore from Huntland. Is that right? Yes. She's committed to Florida, Florida State. State. Yeah. Yeah. Um, pitched and hit the Hornets to runner the up. state runner-up finish in Class 1A this past spring. Um, 20 and 4 with an 0-4-1 ERA. 217 strikeouts and 154 and two-thirds innings. But that ain't all. No, she can she can hit it too. Yeah, yeah, she can. Six fifty nine, fifteen home runs, forty five RBIs, and an OPS that's on base plus slugging, right? That's correct. Of two point one one four. Jeez, you got an OPS over two. You might, my goodness. That's how you get to be a Florida State commit. That's exactly how you get as as a maybe sixteen year old, maybe not. She is. She must be a junior because she is the number seven prospect in the country in the class of 2023, according to extra uh, inning softball. Okay. So she is over 16, but at least she can drive. Because if she couldn't and she was hitting like that, I'd just be angry. Well, she can certainly drive in runs. <laughs> if she can't drive a car, she can drive in runs. That's Give it. Me. Yeah, so she is eligible for the Gatorade um, National Softball player of the year with this selection, and that is to be announced at some point later this month. And if the timing of um, Ryan Weathers' announcement is any indication, it's probably the next 10 days or so, because I think I got a story out on him being the Tennessee player of the year and barely got it out before he was named the national player. So uh, at any rate, congratulations to Huntland Jr., Ashton Danley, the Gatorade Tennessee softball player of the year. Mo, real quick, I wanted to just one thing that Tyler had mentioned, and I wanted to get your thoughts on. Um, you know, when you're talking about these indoor track, lacrosse, flag football, non sanctioned sports, even if there isn't a state championship sanctioned by the TWSAA, mm -hmm. it matters if they acknowledge it as a legitimate sport right i mean just as i just think being recognized by the TWSAA is i think it matters from that standpoint you know like like bernard was saying bernard childress the outgoing executive director was saying when we had him on last week you know girls wrestling was sanctioned or, or i'm sorry was was recognized it it was not they did not sanction a championship until the last few years. They did individually. sanction the, the rules. Mm -hmm. And and they recognized them, and they had an invitational tournament for some period of time before they actually conducted a state championship, both individually and then a duels championship. So that recognition, like you said, it does mean something. It kind of... um. Not legitimizes, but it gives it some credibility. It gives it a on level the, of credibility that it doesn't have without that, I think. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully we'll see all of the I, – I don't see, you know, if you don't have to put on an event for a state championship, it doesn't cost you any money. I don't see any reason why you don't at least recognize it and say, we, we feel there's value in this sport. Mm -hmm. 
and that we're here for and in these student athletes and we're here for the student athletes and they want to be a part of these sports so therefore we support them yeah so there you go that, that's all we're asking just public support so all right one more show to go before i say sayonara see you later for a week so we'll get to it tomorrow we've got landon Seacrest and of course our weekly guest visit with jeff him ahead of fireworks at first horizon park that's all i'm saying uh tonight two games at first horizon so go go get them if you can check them out starting at 535 so 535 two seven inning games yeah. you got time it's throwback thursday depending on where you are you got time you got time to get there before the second one at least you got two games, so just go. You'll get there and see some baseball. It'll be a good time. Enjoy it. We'll be back tomorrow at 2 o'clock, and uh, we appreciate it. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast. Obviously, we appreciate that as well. Main Street Sports today. For JPMO, I'm Chris saying have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow.